Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're going to continue our Warriors chat and uh, on the line are two great humans and big Warriors fans, part of the Warriors Life podcast, Fonzie. And Will Evans, they're joining us on the line now. If you want to ask them a question, you can text through double eight double three. G'day, gents. Fonzie, welcome in. G'day, Sammy. Great to be here, mate. And uh, Will, I think we've got you as well, my friend. Yeah, sure do. Awesome. Sammy, how are you, mate? Very well, boys. Now, look, uh, let's kick off uh, with the elephant in the room, which is uh, a comment I made yesterday, which apparently, much to my surprise, because I only just found this out about an hour ago, I've been getting absolutely blasted for it, and that was suggesting that uh, whilst I'm positive and I'm optimistic, and you know how much I love the Warriors, I said that I don't know if 2023 is the year that we uh, that we get the maiden premiership, lads. Uh, do, I, do, I, do the fans deserve an apology from me? That's what they're suggesting. Oh, I don't Look, think so, mate. Everyone's entitled to their their opinion, and, <laughs> and realistically, we're we're not. You know, we're certainly not premiership favourites. I think there's a chance we can do it. Uh, if I really had to uh, go head over heart, I'd say we probably won't. But um, yeah, I don't think you've got anything to apologise for there, mate. Fonzie. Oh, Sammy, I think um, I think we've got to we've got to think about um, are you t- are you saying that based on what you're seeing now versus yeah. where we might be where we might be in two months, right? Yes, there's, there's two exactly. Months to go in the comp. And so where we are right now, I agree with you. We're not the best team in the comp, um, and I think we're a little bit off the pace that you need to be to win a comp. However, if you asked me two months ago, would we you know be performing at the level that I saw us perform in the last month? I'd mm. say probably not, right? So it's really a question of how much more growth. Can Webby get out of this team in the next two months versus what other teams are doing in the comp? Yes. I, I don't think you can apologise a bit later, Sammy, when you, <laughs> when, when you see how we're travelling. When I'm proven wrong, everyone will say, oh, Warriors hater, we've proven him wrong. I can see the headlines <laughs> now, boys. But, Fonzie, that is the point I was sort of making, was that, and it was more a reaction from the weekend. So just seeing the game against the Titans, and look, great to get two points. It was a scrappy game. It was a tough game. But there's still, I think, parts of that game you watch and you think, okay, this this just isn't the team that is that is going to be that is there yet and then you watch Penrith the same weekend and you watch Brisbane and especially Penrith you know just a complete cut above all the other teams um and I'm not saying we can't get there and I'm not saying that you know we we don't have the ability uh, to win a grand final I just think sort of to your point will head over heart I think Penrith it, it's Penrith and everyone else at the moment Fonz. I'd agree with that. I think Penrith's a standout team. When you watch them, you do think you're looking at a team that's sort of playing at a level and, and maybe even has another gear above yeah. all the other sides. Yeah. I'd include Brisbane in that. I think for the Warriors, Sammy, at the moment, there's a couple of things. We've we've just sort of got to a point where they um, are executing Webby's game model well. But I, th- I think at the moment, firstly, other teams are working out how to play against us. So we saw the Titans, for example... Um, with their edges rushing up to shut down our shifts to the right side, um, which was sort of stifling our attack. And we also, I think, are not yet at a place where we've we've got it down pat to the point where we can adjust mid-game all yeah. that effectively. Yeah. And so, again, that's all part of that growth, right? So teams are working us out. Okay, that's fine. What what can we do? How, how complex can we 
layer on adjustments in our game models so that when teams do that to us, we know what we're doing in response. Mm. Absolutely. Well, what did uh, what did you make of the of the Titans game on Friday, mate? Like I said, a little bit, I guess, scrappy. But the difference probably of this Warriors team to Warriors teams of old is that they still get the two points, which is the most important thing in the end. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, I think, and similar to the Raiders game, obviously disappointing when you throw away a double digit lead, particularly against you know a team fairly well down the ladder like the Titans. Who, had, who were down to 12 men, but how often do you see a team that you know goes through some adversity like that in, in a game sort of step up and, and you know they seem to take it personally? They fought back incredibly well. Obviously, the intercept was a bit of a blunder from Jackson Ford, and um, the, the Titans had their tails up. I think the positive, obviously, from the game is that you know we got reeled in. It was level. It was pretty tense, um, and they find a way to do it again, like they did against Canberra. Probably a bit luckier against Canberra with mm-hmm. the uh, misconversion on full time. But to conjure two tries in the last six minutes and close it out, I think it's you know there's another step in the evolution of Andrew Webster's team. They had the wins that they've had uh, prior to these last two have all been pretty much wrapped up with you know ten, fifteen to go, aside from the Sharks one earlier in the year, and we obviously came from a long way back. So. You know, when you go through those t- tough uh, patches and and um, the momentum's against you, then it, uh, being able to arrest it and uh, find something uh, extra to to get over the line, I think you know that's a good sign ahead of the finals because uh, you know we're not going to be blowing teams off the park in September. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk a little bit about the Tigers game uh, in a moment this weekend, but uh, just in terms of those, I guess the improvements that everyone's been talking about, and, and I'll start with you, Will. Like what? What areas of the game um, at the moment do you think the Warriors maybe are the most vulnerable? Areas that you'd like to see them really step up moving into the finals in five five weeks time. Um, yeah, I guess it's just that eighty minute consistency and those flat patches. I think you know we obviously uh, went through a few weeks there when we were when we were blowing teams away, but even then we weren't getting into our into our groove sort of twenty twenty five minutes in. Um, yeah, it's, it's probably just that really, and and um, being able to sort of defend defend our line for those uh, for those tough periods, which, which we've seen them do a, a lot this year. But yeah, just a little bit worrying that we're sort of leaking uh, quick points yeah. at times in the last few weeks. Mm. Um, but again, I I think we're victims of the draw a little bit as well. We you know it is tough to play these uh, lower ranked teams. Several games in a row, and even the top eight teams that we've played recently, Parramatta obviously under strength. Cronulla were in a bit of a hole. Yeah, um, Canberra um, weren't going so well either. You know, I think their uh, fifth place standing is is way inflated. So, yeah, um, you know, I would like to see us uh, be able to play a couple of better teams that are in better form, and, and I think we would rise to those occasions. It, it happens a lot across the NRL. It's a long season. Sometimes you just do end up coming back to the team you're playing level at times. Yeah, it's it's funny. I've I've mentioned uh, that run home, and and there's there's an argument for you know um, us being able to get a really good ladder position because we're playing teams that are a little bit lower. But at the same time, I'd almost like to to come up against Penrith or Brisbane or Melbourne or someone just on this next sort of four game stretch because it at least gives us an idea um, or a marker, I guess, of where we are heading into the finals. Because like you said, we've played an understrength Parramatta team, a Sharks team that was a little bit in disarray. The Raiders are definitely overinflated. On on the ladder. Um, there are no easy games in the NRL. I know you're a big fan of that, um, Fonzie, but I guess just with these last four games, given that the opposition isn't as strong, what how how does Andrew Webster approach trying to gain those little improvements against teams that aren't quite at that finals level? 
Well, I think, um, I mean, if you take the Titans on the weekend, I think if they have 13 on the park, they very likely beat us. Um, and I think that that's because they'd worked out the best way to play the Warriors, which is to be physical and intimidating up the middle, get into some niggle mm-hmm. early on and rush the edges and shut down that movement that's been so successful for us. In other words, sort of almost create a wet weather type game in dry weather, if that makes sense. Yeah, you, know, yeah. a, a you can think about that. So I think teams have seen that. They will have seen that a 12-man Titans team nearly beat us doing that. So I think you're going to see um, all of these teams throw challenges at us where they're adapting what they're doing to spoil us and beat us. And so I think that's where I'd like to see Webby um, coach a you know an adjustment plan into the team so that when we see that's happening, we know what we're going to do. I mean, if a team's going to rush your edges, on the weekend, really all that we could do was have Sean Johnson step inside, right? And we're lucky that he's, he's so fantastic a player that that led to a couple of tries. But that can't be the plan, you know what I mean? Like, that got us out of jail. We, yeah. need, a, we need a broader plan to deal with that type of situation because, you know, Penrith are going to do that all day. Yeah. You know, all the good sides are going to do that all day. So I think that's the main thing, to start seeing some adaptability in the way we play in response to what these teams throw at us. So the Tigers uh, this Saturday night down in Hamilton, it is theoretically an away game, although it's sold out, and you'd imagine 90% of those uh, fans are going to be Warriors, fans of Warriors jerseys on, uh, boys. Uh, Fonzie, it, it's looking like, uh, weather forecast-wise, not going to be a great evening. Um, they're expecting a lot of rain in Hamilton, which gives me a little bit of the heebie-jeebies, given what we saw with the Rabbitohs and the Roosters, mate. Is, is this a, a good chance for Andrew Webster and his team to sort of prove that they can play their, their style, their game-winning style in the wet? Yeah, I think it is. And, I mean, I think, you know, the Tigers aren't the Rabbitohs and the Roosters. I don't think they have the players or the um, the consistent sort of intensity to choke us out of a game like the Rabbitohs and the Roosters did. I mean, I think they have some different strengths. But, yeah, I, I do think this is a, an opportunity for us to win one of these in the wet. And, and that won't necessarily, you know, take that monkey off the back entirely, but it'll go part of the way there. Well, uh, what do you think the, the Warriors, I guess, need to be most careful of against the Tigers? Because we saw what happened with the Raiders on the weekend, and, and I know the Raiders do have a penchant for sort of blowing those leads, but, uh, you know, it was probably closer than they would have liked. The Tigers have a bit of fight in them, and I don't think uh, they're the sort of Tigers team that maybe you saw last year where teams are just putting, you know, cricket scores on top of them. They seem to just stay in the fight for 80 minutes. So what, what do you think the Warriors got to be careful about come Saturday? Uh, yeah, it's a good point you make. The Tigers the last two weeks against South and Canberra really did put up a good fight. Um, they looked to be sort of just marking time towards the end of the season. They found something in the last two weeks. Obviously, Luke Brooks has made a bit of a difference, and because they, you know, they're just playing for pride, but they seem to be taking their role of spoiler pretty seriously. And you know, Luke Brooks is uh, a club veteran, comes to the end of his tenure there, so they'll be. Um, Looking to yeah upset a few teams' finals plans. Um, it's their home game. They're going to Hamilton. I think uh, just sticking to to our game plan and starting well, um, getting into that grind, especially if it is going to be wet, like you say, and, and that hasn't been great for us uh, so far this season. I'm I'm equally concerned about this uh, uh, alternate venue in New Zealand. Who do the Warriors have got? 33 games and uh, since '95 at, at venues other than Mount Smart around New Zealand, only nine wins and a draw, mm. 23 losses, uh, and 0 oh, and 4 in Hamilton actually as well. So, oh dearie me! Well, why did you bring that up? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's just keeping it simple. Obviously, the Tigers are uh, at, 
overall have um, you know close to the worst uh, attacking and defensive stats in the comp. So it's just taking advantage of of a team that over the course of the season is you know the worst team in the comp. And Hamilton's my uh, city of sort of uh, childhood, so it would break my heart, Will, if uh, if it delivered us an zero and five uh, on the weekend. That would really uh, that would really ignite me. Um, Let's talk about the uh, the squad that's probably going to get named this afternoon by Andrew Webster. Um, not probably too many changes, although Charles Nicol Klukstad is will be out because of the HIA protocols. Who who do you want to see in the number one jersey? Do you just put Tane Tuopiki straight in there after what he did against the um, against uh, the Titans, or do you or do you start with somebody else? Uh, I I was really impressed with what he did, especially you know it's it's a bit different getting the week to build up, knowing you're playing uh, rather than getting pitched into a. A pretty hectic game, uh, 17 minutes in. Um, you know, it wasn't perfect. There were a few loose passes, but I think that the positive uh, side of it was he was good on the carry. He, uh, his kick defusal was really good. He looked confident out there for, for a kid in only his third first grade game. Um, I thought it was uh, a fantastic performance, and, and uh, Webster's certainly got that next man up mentality. He's our New South Wales Cup fullback. He's been playing there all year rather than shifting other guys out of position. That's certainly the way that I'd go. I think he deserves it. Mm. Fonzie, a um, couple more to to finish. Leading into these next four games, Andrew Webster did come on with us a couple of weeks ago and say that he wouldn't be resting players. Um, you know, he wants them, everyone playing as many games as they can as long as they're fit with the medical staff. These two, I guess, trains of thought here. The first one says, yep, it keeps the consistency, keeps everyone playing together, means that you're going into finals with full momentum and everyone uh, is playing at the top of their game. But then there's the other side saying that you know, our guy's going to be really suffering after you know a 27 round season heading into the business end. Where do you sort of sit on the whole, I guess, rest and rotation heading into the finals? I think, uh, Sam, if we're a more settled side where you know we've had our system better down for two or three years, you could look at resting and so on. But we're still, as we sort of started this conversation, we're still in a place where we need to get better, we need to continue to grow as a team, and so I don't think we've got the luxury of resting players we need to get every learning we can and every combination we can out of these next four weeks ahead of the finals however I do think there'll be some natural reduction of minutes from the likes of Fanor Blake and Tohu mm. because we now have all of our forwards available so you've got to get Jazz some minutes right do we there's a conversation around do we need to work out a way to get Bunty some minutes because we need the the size and defensive work he does to fatigue opposition so I think there's a little bit of experimentation there for Webby to work out what is our best middle combination over 80 minutes. And so I think as a result of him sort of playing with that a little bit to settle on it and also trying to give some of these guys who have been injured like Jazz more minutes, I think you'll naturally see a reduction in minutes from your Tohus and your AFBs who have been doing double shifts all year. What do you um, make, well, what, what's your ideal bench makeup, um, Fonzie? Because obviously on the weekend saw Jazz coming in late uh, on there with uh, with obviously Dylan Walker, Josh Curran, Bailey Surin. And how, what, what, is it, what is the ideal four players on the interchange for you to, to sort of balance the size and the utility? Yeah, it's a million-dollar question, Sammy, because I think that's the big question for the... Um, for the for the coach at the moment, which is, do we need to start with a bigger, more defensive-oriented middle, like your Bunty, um, and therefore that puts Barnett on the bench and you end up with an extra prop in the 17, versus do we think that Jazz can effectively do the prop role as part of a very fast, mobile, ball-playing middle in the middle of the game, and so that you don't need to carry that big prop? I mean, I think that's the question. Mm. On what we saw last week, before last week, I would have said... 
I'd drop Bunty and pick Jazz because I think there's enough middle minutes there from the others to get it done. But last week's given me pause because I didn't think we ever fully got on top of the um, of the Titans' middle. And as a result, I think we didn't have enough um, time and space to go wide and they were jamming us. So I'm, I'm now sort of... Uh, to me, that's an open question. I'm really interested to see which way he goes. I think we need a bit more information about mm. um, whether maybe Jazz has more impact after a run. You know, he's been off for a while... Um, and he's got to get some legs in under him, so maybe Jazz has more impact. I'm going to be watching that. I don't have a strong view either way at the moment. Yeah, no, going to be a very interesting uh, story to follow throughout the next couple of weeks. Um, finally, um, Fonz, I, I know you know you watch uh, the NRL with a very analytical eye, and, and I always do love uh, reading your analysis of it. Um, the Panthers, are, you know, by far and away, as we said, that the team at the top and the team to beat. Can you can you see, I guess, holes in them or or hope for any other team? Um, is there an is there an ability to break down that defence? Do you think is is there something that a team can unlock to beat the Penrith Panthers? Oh look, um, everyone's a rock star until they get tired, Sammy. Um, you've got to tire them out, right? which means you've got to your kicking game has to be spot on, your kick chase has to be spot on. Uh, you need to have you have great line speed. You need to have um, you know very few errors and so on. If you can get them tired, they'll they'll leak tries. Everyone will, mm-hmm. right? But you've got to you've got to play almost a flawless game in terms of your maintaining possession and field position. And you also though have to use the ball because you're not going to crack them right out through the middle. You're going to have to give the ball air. You're going to have to use some skill. And we've got that. We've got that skill piece. So, you know, I mean, I I think if we're playing ten times, I think we we probably get to lose seven or eight at the moment. Mm. But that's not to say we can't beat them on the day if everything goes right for us. Yeah. I, I'm in your camp as well, Fonzie. Well, I'll let you boys. Uh, I'll let you boys get back to your day just before I do let you go. Will, uh, what's your prediction, mate? Give me a give me a scoreline for Saturday night. Yeah, I think we get up, mate. But if it's going to be wet, a low score, I reckon twenty-two four. Twenty-two four. Can you give me a try score as well, Will? That's been a common theme uh, on, on of the last couple of games. Can you tip us into who you think might get over for a meat pie? Uh, if you're looking for some value, I reckon maybe Mitch Barnett budges over for one this week. I do like that, Mitchie in the wet. What about you, Fonzie? What's your prediction? What's your scoreline? Warriors 13+, plus. Rocco Berry's your try scorer. Brilliant. There it is. Quick and fast. Lads, uh, always uh, love chatting to you. Uh, really appreciate you coming on this afternoon. Uh, go well. We'll chat again soon. Cheers, Sammy. Sammy, thanks. There you go, uh, Fonzie and Will Evans here from the uh, This Warriors Life podcast. I do recommend going and have a listen to it. It's my favourite um, Warriors podcast uh, outside of running it straight, of course, on ECNZ. But uh, do love listening to the boys' uh, analysis. It's great to get them on.